0: The citizen expectations actually increased technology has actually increased. And so I think, you know, and now we have we have that legislation, but agencies seem to have been slow to make progress.
1: Today on the daily scoop podcast from the scoop news group, progress made on the administration's commitments to enhancing customer service, and why the federal government's focus on CX has reached a fever pitch. It's Tuesday, August 29th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. Cautiously optimistic. Those are the words Department of Veterans Affairs CIO Kurt Del Bene used to describe how he feels about the direction the department's EHR modernization program is heading in after renegotiating the contract with Oracle Cerner. Speaking on an episode of the Daily Scoop last week, Del Bene told me that pausing the rollout of the modernized EHR and creating, quote, very concrete requirements that have been added to the contract to hold Oracle Cerner accountable with service level agreements has him hopeful the VA can eventually deliver the system to veteran hospitals across the nation. He also said the Pentagon's success in rolling out its modernized EHR, which is based around the same Oracle Cerner platform, gives him confidence as well. FedScoop also reported this week that the Department of Health and Human Services' cutting-edge research agency, ARPA-H, announced a new initiative to better protect the nation's hospitals from mounting cyberattacks that can put patients' lives at risk. The agency's digital health security project is looking to contract for proven technologies developed for national security and apply them to civilian health systems, clinical care facilities, and personal health devices. The new project comes amid a growing trend of hospitals being targeted by bad actors, a scenario that can become a matter of life and death if patients are unable to receive the care they need. Interested parties can submit proposals via ARPA-H's broad agency announcement through September 7th. You can read more about these stories and much more at fedscoop.com. In late 2021, the Biden administration issued landmark citizen and customer experience-focused policy items in the president's management agenda and an executive order on transforming federal customer experience. And to further bolster those efforts, the administration in this year's budget requests called for more than $500 million to support CX efforts across federal agencies, including standing up new customer service offices at agencies like Agriculture, Homeland Security, Treasury, and Veterans Affairs, and more than 100 employees to staff them. While it remains to be seen if that request gets funded in fiscal 2024, the message is loud and clear. Improving the government's customer service delivery, largely through digital services, is a top priority. Joining me now to discuss the progress made since 2021 and why CX has become such an important theme in the Biden administration in recent years is Martha Doris founder and CEO of Doris Consulting International, through which she runs the Service to Citizens Awards. Doris also worked hands-on with Federal CX IT and Acquisition at the General Services Administration for more than three decades. Martha, so good to see you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast.
0: Well, thank you, Billy. I'm excited to be here today.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, I know many think of you as the the sort of Person to know when it comes to CX, and I I think it's a very uh, particularly important topic right now at this point in time within the federal government. Uh, This uh, topic of citizen experience is really coming to a fever pitch, I think, in recent years, and a lot of it started with the 2021 executive order from the Biden administration as as well as the presidential uh, president's management agenda that came out around that same time. So you've been tracking this closely with your service to the Citizens Award for many years. But I'm curious. I want to hear just in, in the time since that 2021 EO and the the release of the PMA, how have you seen agencies improving in this space? And uh, not sure if you have some sort of highlights of some, some key areas where agencies are doing well, but would love to just see how things have improved since those milestones occurred.
0: Thanks, Billy. Um, thanks for that question. And I think in reality customer service has been a focus in the government since the since the early 1990s right so we've been playing in this customer service customer experience space for many many years but I think the president's management agenda um, which which laid out um, you know improving the experience that you provide to customers as one of its priorities as well as the executive order and section 280 of A11 have really, you know, accelerated progress and focus across agencies. And, you know, I, I always say, even in the PMA, the three different areas are around empowering employees and improving customer experience, and then, um, you know, improving the business of government. The discipline and the principles and practices of customer experience in terms of understanding customers and measuring and getting feedback and using data governing you know the governance for all of those are really critical to the success of all three areas in the PMA so everybody kind of goes to one of the priorities but you know I see it as 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 enabling all three of those priorities um, and then the executive order um, anytime you have administrations give something a priority it it kind of unites career, you know, employees and political employees towards the same vision. So, you know, when I was a GSA and I was pushing customer experience, um, you know, in like the 2010 to 2015 timeframe, that wasn't a priority really of, of the Obama administration, even though we did have a, a cap goal around customer service, but they were really focused more on cloud and security and all that. And so you had people going in separate directions, but when you bring Create this common vision, and you give um, the president's management council some input into the different um, focuses and, and initiatives. It just it takes it to a different level in terms of the commitment that you get across the organization because then you you're you're all aiming for the same thing. So, it's customer experience is simple yet it's really complex. It's really about delivering on the mission of the agency, but it's complex in that it touches every single, you know, function, person, organization across um, the agency. So agencies are creating more chief customer officers. I think that through the the planning process that is is required through A11, the annual, the high impact service providers, and then they do an annual capacity assessment and an, an action plan, that's kind of forcing agencies to make you know, assess their capacities and like make commitments each year publicly that then kind of drive, and then the politicals have to report that up. So all that together, I think, you know, accelerates momentum in terms of the way they deliver services.
1: And I, you know, you're you're describing what it sounds like to me, uh, you know, as this this moment where it's really coming to a head in a good way, and that um, you know progress seems to be made. Do you have examples? Again, I know you watch this closely with your uh, your um, C- service to citizens award that you re- release every year, but I'm curious, are there examples of agencies that are doing this well?
0: So I think VA is kind of the gold standard within um, the customer veteran experience space and pr- primarily because they've been at it longer than anybody else and they've had a commitment from their um, secretaries over time. I would say, you know, It's not when you go from one administration to another, even though it's a priority, you have to really be careful as a chief customer officer to continually be um, capturing the impact, the value, the value and the benefits that you're creating. Right. So that you can make that case. So we're in that space right now. Right. Like, even though we have such a strong commitment from this administration, everybody should be looking at what they're doing and how do they capture the, the benefits and the ROI and the improvements that they're making. So that they can make the case for continuing a- along these uh, initiatives, but the VA's had a you know a veteran experience officer, a deputy veteran experience officer. They they include things like patient experience, um, and now they've done a, they're focusing on employee experience and really move their trust, the veterans' trust in the VA by like twenty four percent over the past five or six years, as well as improving their. Federal employee viewpoint survey scores on the employee side. So one of our service to the citizen award winners this year, and she's actually been a a winner in the past. But this is around Eris Gill and and her contact over at um, uh, agency for children and families. I think it is ACF and HHS. They've created a government wide community of people that focus on employee experience. Um, I've actually. Had two different groups on the podcast, the CX Tipping Point podcast in the last couple months. One has already been released and one's going to be released, but where one um, doctor created a program for type 2 diabetes based on feedback that they've listened to their veterans, which is another kind of indication of the maturity that the VA has in the way that they listen to their veterans and their employees on a real-time basis. But they, they learned about the health issue around diabetes, and they created this pilot program that's really working well and reducing like A1C levels in, in people who participate, uh, reliance on medication, weight, reduced health care, and it reduces health care costs. So in my mind, I can take listening to your veterans and the listening to your employees to a program that then demonstrates reduced health care, which is one of the big challenges that we're having in the customer experience area is really thinking about how all of this translates into cost savings. So anyway, the VA is doing a great job. Um, I know USDA has a chief customer officer and they're doing a lot right now and um, streamlining the farm loan um, application process. So there's um, many many examples that are now you know highly documented even on performance.gov, and then you know you can go to service thecitizenorg and see winners of our our awards for the the past. We this is our sixth year, so you can see winners from each year. But if you look at them, you can see the kind of work that people are doing and examples.
1: And speaking to that notion of, you know, some agencies or departments have these chief customers or chief experience officers and others don't, but it seems like there's a, a demand, at least in the White House, for these major citizen-facing agencies or departments to to have those offices. And it looks like, you know, based on the budget proposal for next year, that you know, the Biden administration wants to put some $5 million into stand, standing up new offices at agencies like agriculture, homeland security, uh, the VA and others, and, you know, staffing them with, you know, a 100 plus employees across the government. Um, you know, that remains to be seen if that's going to get funded because of the current political environment. But I'm curious, you know, how important is that sort of um, messaging from the White House that it's looking to set Some money aside to stand those offices up, and um, what kind of change would it make to have that kind of consistent standard um, CX environment across the government?
0: So I think what's happened is most of the agencies that they identified resources for in that budget, some of them have officially chief customer officers, and some don't. And and I'm a fan of having an organization that focuses on customers, right? Because everybody has such demanding jobs that they don't it's nice to have somebody that can bring the data together across an organization and identify you know in high impact areas or designate services where they can make a difference and and make improvements and then kind of push forward and hold people accountable for that and be the, the the spokesperson to OMB even on this um and many of these you know they just don't have resources to be able to do what they need to do. And a chief customer officer can really help align an agency on their c- customer um, vision and strategy and then help get everybody marching to the same, you know, in the same direction. So it's, in some cases, there there are ways to integrate customer experience principles and practices in every part of the organization like every person should be thinking about how do they improve the services that they deliver do they bring their customers into the think you know the thought process but it's but it it does need resources at some level to be able to start you know making kind of um kind of pivotal performance improvements
1: so we've focused a lot in the conversation so far on sort of um, good outcomes and progress within the government but one area that Uh, Seems to, you know, when when you talk about it and it's citizen experience focused um, and and really, you know, uh, on the digital front, that seems to get um, uh, bad reports because it seems like there's not a lot of progress being made is the 21st Century Idea Act. Um, I'm curious, you know, what's going on there that is sort of the driving that slow progress? Um, And I'm curious, is it a matter of, like you mentioned, not having that funding?
0: So I think to take a look at 21st century idea, you know the main components are around website modernization, use of electronic signatures, um, digital forms, the use of the web, web service standards that GSA um, created and um, identifying and designated the CIOs as the point of contact or responsible for digital services. You take that, and this was in 2018 that that was passed, but then you take COVID from 2020 to now, and you see how it really cemented, you know, validated, clarified the importance of digital services. And I think as a population, we all increased our expectations for digital services because of our personal life, right? We're we're all ordering food to be delivered or ordering groceries to be picked up or doing our banking online or whatever. So the citizen expectations actually increased. Technology has actually increased. And so I think, you know, and now we have we have that legislation, but agencies seem to have been slow to make progress. I think for a couple reasons. One is around lack of resources, so they claim. I mean, you know, the digital, the, the uh, website modernization piece. Some of those laws have been in place for decades. You know, plain language, accessibility, um, the use of search, um, all of those have been in place in the way websites should be. Created anyway, highly secure, for example. Um, But the other part of it, from my understanding, is you can say implement digital forms, and in some agencies, they just don't know how to do it. And I do think that there's a need, either through implementation guidance or through something that GSA or OMB does, to actually give agencies guidance on how some of these things should be implemented because digital forms and electronic signatures, when you think about what they enable in terms of an end-to-end digital services and reimagining, look at all the remote work. I mean, it goes into the employee side too, right? If you're onboarding employees, it's so much easier if you're doing everything electronically and people can submit paperwork and you can, you know, go back and forth as opposed to printing things out and signing and scanning and, you know, um, sending them back. So I think it's it's a it's a critical piece to reimagining the way we deliver services and delivering them electronically or digitally, um, which it's really important too, because when people don't have a good experience on their websites, what do they do? They pick up the phone and they contact a contact center or they send an email. and that's the more expensive channel. And so you're having to be ready to answer all those questions on, on the uh, you know non digital or the contact center and email and you know chat and all that. So if you if you do create, you know websites that are modern and provide the services that people need, you're going to reduce your overall cost.
1: Yeah, and I, I can relate to that. I know if I have to pick up the phone, I'm probably not going to be happy about it either. So I, there goes your uh, citizen satisfaction scores as well, um, which is obviously a key part of this. Um, Martha, as we close out, you know, I'm curious and you sort of alluded to it with um, uh, the the mention of sort of how COVID came about and how things have changed in the environment for technology. But um, just with everything going on at the White House and uh, really focusing on CX, why is it that the White House is so committed at this point in time to getting this right? Um, I, you know, I, I
0: think there are to be honest i think some of this stuff was gaining momentum in the last administration and i think that we have people in omb that have been big big time advocates and you I, you know i haven't even mentioned the diversity equity inclusion and accessibility and i feel like i have to like put this in the in the mix too as we're talking about this because there's so many agencies that are doing things to make sure that they're designing services to be inclusive you know, and, and and consider all different uh, issues, whether it's accessibility or limited English proficiency or whatever. So I think just a lot of the the um, main, you know, priorities and things that this administration stands for with regard to that, regard to employees, which you know, I'll just go out there on the limb and say, making everybody come back in the office at a time when you're trying to reduce climate and you're trying to, you know. Pay attention to government employees is a little bit odd, but um, yeah, I think it's just everything together um, it is driving them to improving the you know the performance, really, the mission delivery of government, and and focusing, highlighting the importance of public servants, which of course I I love myself because I think career public servants don't get the credit that they deserve a lot of times. Well,
1: Martha, this is a topic uh, I know you'll continue to watch, and so will we. Um, it's very interesting and definitely want to see in areas like the ID Act how things come about. But um, for now, fantastic conversation, uh, really great insights. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Billy. You can learn more about the Biden administration's customer service priorities at the dailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back Thursday with a brand new episode. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.